Welcome back to the second episode of Tiny Mike Podcast, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Round of applause, round of applause. Uh, This is take two as Jason's laptop let us down. Luckily, we were only three Um, minutes in. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we were only three minutes in. I just thought that would be funny to mention. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this is episode two. And uh, last week we had way more listeners than we were anticipating for. Uh, It's still, like, not – but it's not a big number, but, like, it fills a room. 36. Fills a room. It fills a room. It fills a nice uh, Taco Bell lobby. It fills a nice Taco Bell. It would would fill my dorm room up. It would be uncomfortable (laughs) even, some might say. It would be like anchovies in a a can or whatever they're they're sold in. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, we had listeners from four states, uh, Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas, and Texas. That's really cool to look at. We had uh, 81% of our listeners listened on Spotify, 14 on Apple Podcasts, and we had one listener on Anchor, and I think that's just because you didn't know that you could access uh, podcasts on Spotify for free. You didn't have to have a membership. Yeah, that's definitely my fault, but uh, shout out Anchor. (laughs) <laughs> Shout out Anchor. That's the only way we're getting our podcast out. Uh, <laughs> and then our listeners listened. The majority, 86% on iPhone. 86% on iPhone. 14% on quote, unquote web. And so I'm assuming that means Android phones. Uh, so like Samsung Galaxies, uh, Note 10 Garbage. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Garbage. Go- oh. Uh, yeah, so you want to go ahead and bring up that heated debate? I'm going to let you handle that because you are more passionate about it than I am. Yeah, I have uh, I have had my arguments with Zach, our friend. Um, he has an Android. It is a disability. <laughs> but we still support, care, and love him. Uh, he actually made a whole PowerPoint in yes. college. That's weighing crazy. out pros and cons, comparing the two, and he will argue with you for hours, nonstop. Hours. The the seller for me, the selling point is that my parents, who are, I won't expose them too much, but they're about to both be in their fifties. They decided to make the switch from Android to iPhone with our last phone upgrade. Zach- you yeah. can do it too, buddy. You can do it too. Listen, you're still young. You still have a lot of time ahead. You can get an Android whenever it's cool to have an Android, which is like in your 60s. Listen, this is okay. <laughs> First off, I don't really – I can't get down with a phone that they give out for free when you sign up with like a new phone company. They just give out Samsungs like they're nothing. And I just can't support <laughs> an Android. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't I, trust it, man. I see where you're coming from. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I think I got my iPhone. I, I made the switch to iPhone whenever I was, like, 16, maybe somewhere around there. And, like, I was stubborn back then, too. I mean, all Android users are stubborn. Uh, I was like, I don't want to switch to iPhone, but my sister was making, she wanted an iPhone and the only way she could get her iPhone is it was a buy one, get one free deal. So 
I told my parents, Mom, Dad, I'll make the sacrifice. I'll get rid of my android. You keep, you keep your androids, and I'll switch to the dark side. And they said, no, son, let one of us do it. I was like, no, I'll be the sacrificial lamb. And so <laughs> I got an iPhone whenever I was like 16, which leads me to tell you a story from high school. Uh, I don't have a very exciting life. So uh, this story is like not really necessarily that big in the grand scheme of things, but it's a it's a fun little story about high school Josiah and our dear friend Seth as well. Uh, so let's see, I was probably seventeen. I had just gotten my driver's license, and so it was just one of those nights where I was summer of I guess that would be I'm old. I don't know when I would have been seventeen in the summer. That would be twenty fifteen, right? Yes, 2015. Dude, I, I dropped out of college. <laughs> you dropped out. Of, oh, yeah. In case you didn't know, Jason's a college dropout. Uh, <laughs> so I was, it was summer of 2015, and we, uh, it was a 2 a.m. McDonald's run. Uh, those are always kind of a consistent thing in being a young male. Uh, I guess, like, high school through college, you always make food runs at ridiculous times of the morning, like 2 a.m. Sure. Um, I pulled several all-nighters at IHOP, just working on papers. Um, so just random food places, random food runs at random times of the morning. Uh, and so we went to McDonald's. And something about me, I'm very directionally challenged. I get lost very easily. Uh, and so um, I lost track of where my turn was, and it was coming up really quickly. And I was in the left lane, and... I needed to get in the right lane, which is normally an easy switch at 2 a.m., but unfortunately, a semi was pulling off the interstate to go get some gas, so there was a semi in the right lane, and Seth said, well, your turn's right there, but I figure we can just go up here, turn around, I was like, I can make it, I know I can make it, and he's (laughs) like, no, you can't, there's a semi in the way, I was like, no, trust me, I can make it. And I don't know what it was that possessed me to make me decide to do this, but I sped up. I think I was at least, like, this this road you're supposed to be only going, like, 35 on. I was at least going 65. And I just made a slingshot maneuver around the semi and swerved into the other lane, uh, almost flipped my car, um, but I ended up recovering. I felt like Vin Diesel... I felt like I should have been in a Fast and Furious movie because uh, I, I don't know what happened, but somehow we managed to maneuver around this semi, get in the right lane to go to McDonald's, and it happened. Uh, Seth didn't talk to me for like 20 minutes after that. He was very frustrated with me for making such a poor decision while driving. Um, I know, still Seth, think... He just had to get some food in his system. Yeah, he just had to get some food in the system, then he was fine. Uh, but yeah, my question with that story of seeing how idiotic I am as a driver is, are our legal ages for things, are they at a good place right now? Because, I mean, you can legally um, drive whenever you're, you can legally drive whenever you're 16. You can enlist in the <clears throat> army when you're 18. Whenever you're 18. That's insane. Yeah. Um... Uh, my view on it, 16 for driving age, I can get that, but I feel like somebody should definitely put in the time to teach that 16-year-old how to drive. Yes. Um, because I, I didn't have any problems. I mean, 
obviously I <laughs> you have a had, few problems. Yeah, I had a few problems. <laughs> um, but I my mom taught me how to drive and I mean I'm good. I haven't been in a wreck other than when Zach rear ended me. <laughs> but um, it's probably because yeah, he was distracted I had by his Android. Other than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, other than driving alcohol, uh, tobacco, I mean, they raise that to 21. I feel like that's a good idea. Um, 21, you're kind of, you've become more developed as a human being. Like, your cognitive state, you're in a much better place than if you were 18. And for sure products. I'm a totally different person now than I was when I was 18 yes but I just I just can't wrap my mind around allowing 18 year old people to make the decision to go and surf I mean don't get me wrong I am very proud of people who want to enlist and serve I just feel like it's just a strong decision that you can't really make, make whenever you're so 18 young. yeah I know I know of several people that have gone to surf whenever they're 18, and, I mean, they've made it out fine, but, like, also, at the same time, that has really put a mental handicap on, like, how they develop in those final few years of development because, I mean, we're not fully developed until we're 25, and, like, sometimes people experience things over there that even hinder fully developed adults. And yeah, so, I mean, PTSD from veterans is... I mean, it's a big thing right now. Yeah. Um, I was actually listening to Joe Rogan's podcast with a veteran, and he said that they... Okay, I may be getting this wrong. They, I think there was a shot in his spine, mm. like in the spinal fluid. They put a shot in there, and it goes directly to the part in the brain that flares up when you have, like, a episode with the PTSD. And he said for six months after one shot, he's good. And he doesn't have any, like, flare-ups or anything. Nothing really triggers him. But, I mean, that's a that's a cool thing that they're able to do now. For, I mean, few people yeah. I'm sure can afford it. But it's definitely a cool thing that they're working towards. Definitely. I would, yeah. I love advancements we are making in modern medicine because... Uh, Lord knows we need it. Um, so that's a little bit about, like, our age system with life and things like that. And we, going into recording our podcast, we really, 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 really did not want to be a sports podcast. We were trying, we were adamant about that. We didn't want to be a sports podcast. But for the second week in a row, uh, we're going to discuss something that's pretty serious um, regarding sports, it's not necessarily even restricted to a sports discussion because it had such an impact on our entire nation and the world as a whole. So, Jason, you want to go ahead and talk a little bit about Kobe? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, Kobe Bryant, he was an idol for all of us. And I feel like the moment where people found out that Kobe has passed away is going to be something like people found out when 9-11 happened or something like that because you're always going to know the place and time that it happened like Sarah and I we were at a, a pizza place in downtown Springfield we were eating and she showed me her phone and was like hey it says 
Kobe passed away. I was like, no, that's got to be fake. It's probably just a fake TMZ report. Mm-hmm. And we looked on Twitter, and at this time, we didn't hear about all the other passengers, including his daughter, Gigi. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was just Kobe at the time. And it felt like time stood still. And then the table behind us, it was a uh, like a group of six girls eating pizza, too, and they were yelling and talking about it at their table and it was just crazy that everybody was talking about it for even now that a couple of days later it's just insane yeah uh whenever i first saw tmz tweet i was like there's no way i'm believing that tmz is not a reliable news source i'm not gonna believe that and then everything started pouring in and the thing that confirmed it for me is whenever uh Waj tweeted about it because whatever he says is, like, it actually happened. And so, uh, yeah, I was in my dorm room. I had just gotten back from, uh, I was at dining with some friends whenever TMZ tweeted. And uh, I was like, I'm not believing that. And then everything developed, and finally it was confirmed. And just so many videos. So many videos. Um, mm. Yeah, the the videos are like the videos and the artwork that people are doing online is the craziest part because it shows that he affected everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously our age, it's like our parents, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um, but he's just an idol, an icon to all of us. And the fact that he, he died at 41 years old yeah, and his daughter at 13 and the other passengers, there was a father, a wife, and a daughter. There was a, just one of the daughters on there with him. So yeah. the other daughter, she has to go through her life. I don't know what, how old she is, but she has to go through her life knowing that her mom, dad, and sister all passed away at once. And she has to deal with that now, dude. That's yeah. insane. Uh, she has a brother as well. Uh, it was a family of five. But, I mean, still, three out of five Ooh, is just absolutely that's, devastating. That's rough. I Two out of six is devastating as well for the Bryant family. But, I mean, you still got to consider there was also um, their coach was on the helicopter with them. They had another teammate and her mom and then the pilot as well. Um, and yeah, so, which, I, which I heard is a really good friend of Kobe. He was, yeah. uh, he was his pilot for a long time. Yeah, it was actually Kobe's <clears throat> number one way of transport. He loved flying. He loved being in a helicopter and uh, – he, he knew how to fly it as well. Yes, he was um, he was licensed, I believe. Um, yeah. And so, but I mean, I get, I get uh, using a helicopter for like a place like LA because, I mean, the traffic there is terrible. Oh and yeah. The reason why he used that was his Mamba mentality. He was late to like a game or a practice or something, and missed a couple plays, and he was trying to think of a way to cut travel time and he got a helicopter Mm. everything he did was so strategic he was one of the most logical minds in the world uh he was very wise uh for someone who just had a high school degree um his mentality was really unmatched and so uh yeah the the one video that hurt me the most was the uh I forgot the lady's name, but um, the daughter dad. Oh, yeah, the analyst. Yeah, girl dad. 
yeah, analyst for ESPN talking about uh, her one encounter with him and how much of an impact that made. Uh, yeah, that one really, really hit hard. Because, um, I mean, I know how well my dad has parented me. He's been incredible in my life. But the way that I see him work with my sister and how he loves her so well, uh, so relentlessly. It's really cool to see how invested he is in her life, even though he can't relate to her on a lot of things. Um, he still makes such an effort to invest in her life. And so, I mean, I don't really have an experience of seeing a full-on girl dad, but my dad has really exhibited how it is to raise a girl and um, has been a real clear example to me of how to invest in a daughter, and that has been something special to see. Yeah. Um, the videos that really hit me uh, were Shaq's videos that he posted and then uh, his interview. Well, <coughs> uh, being with the guys today on uh, whatever network he works for, I think it's NBA, NBA TV or TNT or something like that, but like seeing all of Shaq's videos... Uh, I've always been, like, a huge fan of Shaq and Kobe. Um, they're always my go-to duo. Um, I think they're the best duo to ever play basketball together. And so, like, seeing how heavily it's affected him uh, in the midst of losing his sister recently as well. Um, and, like, uh, he said in uh, the show today that the last time he had talked to Kobe was his finale, his final game. He said, go get 50, and he went and got 60. Um, and, uh, it just really made me put into perspective a value of life and why it's so important to keep in touch with people. Um, even in small things, like just sending a simple text, like, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Uh, you mean a lot to me. I appreciate you. Even like whenever it seems inconvenient or, um, like you have so much going on. We always have so much going on in our lives. We always have everything happening. We have this to get to. We have that to do. I have uh, a test that I need to study for in the morning. Uh, but I especially at our age, yeah. Uh, when you don't you don't think people that you're close to or people you're you've known your whole life are just they could be taken away at any second. And it. I think this Kobe Bryant passing away really opened a lot of people's eyes to that and. Mm. giving them a reason to appreciate who they have right now while they have them. Truly. Uh, and it it sucks that that's the way that things had to be. Um, uh, loss has a tendency to do that, though, is to remind us, hey, life is valuable. Appreciate those that you have while you have them. Um, For sure. It's crazy. I also... Oh, I like looking at myself in the midst of this. I felt disgusting at points reflecting on it because, like, you just expect people to post things nowadays in the day and age of social media. You ex you're like, oh, I wonder when LeBron's gonna release his statement on Kobe. Uh, I wonder exactly. when exactly. Yeah, and like, that's that's a disgusting mindset to have. Like, I felt the same way. I I caught myself doing that yesterday yeah. i was just looking to see who was gonna who i knew was close to him that was gonna post about it and i didn't even think about giving them time to process it 
Yeah. And they were closest to him. I mean, for me, it's a simple story post. Wow, Kobe, you, you were a big part of my life. You're an idol. But to them, that's a friend, a brother, a teammate, yeah, a family member. Mm. You just don't think about that. You just think, when's this person close? Yeah. Um, got some people yelling in the hallway. I hope that audio doesn't interfere with what you were saying because you had some really good words to say there. Um, Kobe definitely had a huge impact on our generation, uh, the generation grew, that grew up yelling Kobe as we threw away our trash. Um, everyone forever, wearing dude. forever. Everyone wearing number eight, number twenty-four. Uh, our friend Destin wears number twenty-four in a lot of his leagues now. Um, now that he has to play in men's league, he always basketball's his passion. He's always talking about how much he loves it, um, and he's even thought about getting. Uh, a 24 tattoo in honor of Kobe and in honor of his playing career and why he wore number 24 and why it was so special to him. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's a good idea The eight slash 24. I just think that's yeah. a cool thing to do, especially to remember that person. I mean, I was going to get a snake tattooed on my forearm. I wanted to do that for a couple months now and just, I mean, Kobe being the black Mamba, yeah. It just gives me more of a reason to want to get that tattoo. Truly. Uh, speaking of tattoos, we can bring up the mood a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I got a pretty questionable tattoo on my right thigh. It is a croc, and that is not a crocodile. It's the shoe. The shoe. Um, and... Mom, I apologize if you listen to the podcast. Uh, this has been... <laughs> Uh, two years waiting, um, got my tattoo in January of 2018. I actually have a Sasquatch outline with a smiley face in it on my left butt cheek. And so, uh, my argument would be, my argument would be I could be doing way worse, but, uh, I've been hiding. You could be. I've been hiding that I have a butt tattoo for two years. And so, um, I figure I'll call you. that butt tattoo, I like to call it. (laughs) The Asquatch. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I figure I'll probably call mom before she hears this episode to tell her, but also at the same time knowing me, she might find out through this episode. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, tattoos. Do they... Like, what's so special about them? Let's talk about I don't that. know, man. Um, I think... I mean, it's. I guess it's like a tribal thing. That's happened throughout the years. Um, I mean, Native Americans had tattoos. Mm -hmm. They did their own. I feel like it's just a way of people being able to show what kind of art they like, um, what they want on them to help them remember a loved one, uh, a place they had the time of their life at, just a moment in time that they think that they could like just capture instead of just taking a picture you can get a sunset on your shoulder or something like that yeah i don't know i mean the croc that i got it was just <laughs> dumb i just wanted a tattoo and yeah. uh i always wore crocs in high school me and some of my buddies did and i just decided you know what i'm gonna go for it get a croc on my thigh yeah and i mean even though 
it like a, appears to be a stupid tattoo. It's just a croc, like the shoe. Like it, it still has some meaning to it. Uh, yeah, I, I really wanted Crocs to send me a free pair. Yeah, that was also there was a there was a little bit of uh, incentive to it. You wanted to receive like free Crocs for life or something like that. But um, yeah, man. I mean, you still are kind of in a way remembering the memory of like, oh yeah, with my high school buddies, we wore Crocs all the time. That's really fun. And like, yeah, one of my senior photos is me sitting next to a pair of Crocs. <laughs> there you go. You might have to just post that as a throwback on your Instagram at some point. I might have to. Uh, yeah, I have. So, butt squatch. I'll I'll censor myself. Um, <laughs> butt squatch. I have it matching with seven other dudes. Wait, no, eight other dudes. Hold on, let me see. So it's me, Samo, Brighton, Josh, uh, Jacob Thomason, Jacob Wright, um, Glenn Adams, Russell Barlow. So yeah, seven other guys. And shout uh, out to those guys for getting <laughs> Asquatch as well. Shout out to those guys. Uh, good old sophomore year. Um, just an absolute hoot and a half of a time. Um, but yeah, who and a half? Who and a half? Uh, so yeah, that's just like a really fun memory to have with some of my college buds. And like, whenever we're forty, of course we're gonna regret it. But like, we'll be like, hey, remember that time that we have we went and got matching tattoos? Uh, we were idiots. <laughs> it's just, it's, I, I mean, I love tattoos. I would, I plan on getting many, many more. Oh yeah, I don't, don't know how you wrong. feel about getting any more. I got I have tattoo fever. I've had it since I got my first one. Uh, I've always wanted to. It's just that I am very bad with money and I never save up. But uh, <laughs> fingers crossed, some point this semester I'll get more tattoos. Well, how do you feel now, knowing that your mom will know about your ass watch? You know, um, it'll make it a lot easier to make the argument to get visible tattoos. And I mean, here's the thing, like. I've never claimed to be uh, the winner of Follow the Bible 100% Challenge. Um, I've, I love bacon. I've had bacon, like, all my life. And so, I mean, if you make a biblical argument, I mean, I lost the Try to Follow the Bible 100% Challenge a long time ago. So And I'm agnostic, so... And you're agnostic, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, um... One last final thought that I want to discuss with a little bit of time we have left. Um, so, got into a heated debate yesterday um, with my friend Abby. And her dad is an identical twin to her uncle. And so, uh, they look exactly the same. But the crazy thing is, uh, one of them needed a stem cell plant transplant, or stem cell transplant. And they went and got tested, and according to the tests that were run, they share the exact same DNA structure. And so they are, like, everything on the inside is the same as the outside, which is, I, it's, it's tough to believe. It's, it's One, tough to believe. For me, I don't believe it. <laughs> And let's just hope that neither one of them decide to kill anybody and leave DNA behind because then yeah. it's just a toss-up. It's a toss-up. Who did it? Which one? I feel like their fingerprints are not the same, but anyways. If uh, everything on the inside is, 
if everything on the inside is, everything on the outside has to be. That's scientific fact. Facts over feelings. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she makes the claim that since her dad and her uncle are same structurally, biologically, um, sh- biologically structured the same way, that her and her first cousins, who are the children of her uncle, are half-siblings because they have half of the same biological makeup, which is... No way. A powerful claim. I will give it to her. Maybe they have half of the same biological structure. Sure, maybe. You can't use the terminology sibling, though, I feel like. No, especially when you're talking about your uncle and your father together. (laughs) Uh, That just makes it sound super weird. I don't like it. I don't agree. I voted no on her story that you sent me and told me to vote on. Yes, expose me real quick. (laughs) I will. And I hope that most people agreed that she is false. The final poll Sounds like a great person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great person. Shout out, Abby. You are a legend. But you just... You're not half-siblings with your cousins. Because the way I view it... Mommy and daddy decided that they wanted to have a child, not mommy and uncle. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. <laughs> uh, I can I can guarantee you it's a definitely not thing. It's a definitely not situation. Uh, but yeah, I figure we'll talk more conspiracy theories next week. I love conspiracy theories. It's a it's a fun topic for me. Uh, I wore my bird hat in hopes that we would have time to be able to discuss if birds birds work real. for the bourgeoisie. I I think the birds work for the bourgeoisie. There you go. That's like a little six second sum up of what we would have talked about if we had talked about if birds are real or not. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, any closing thoughts from you, Jason? Um, no. Uh, oh, your friend made that logo idea, yes. and I love it. Hopefully, they listen to this. I love it. Shout out, um, We might go through with that. We don't know yet. Um, but it was a really cool idea. Yes. Super dope. Uh, potential merch dropping soon? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we're still <laughs> figuring that out. <laughs> uh, maybe those for, 36 people will join in. Maybe those 36 people will join in. Maybe everyone will buy a hoodie. Or maybe just a sticker. Something like that. I don't know. Uh, well, for now, this has been Josiah Evans. And Jason Gillian. Thanks for listening. Y'all are awesome. Episode 2, RIP Kobe. <laughs> Bye, guys. It's not a mixtape. Ha, ha, ha.